Soulful Sparks Radio. Because sometimes all you need is a gentle nudge, a kind word to keep your flame alive. We have probably all experienced that most New Year resolutions fail fairly quickly. But why? Hi, I am social wizardess Martha Stemberger, and you're listening to the very first episode of the Soulful Sparks Radio. Welcome. I'm so excited. I wish I could give you all at once. But the only way anything gets done is one step at a time. So let's start at the beginning with my soulful verse for this week, inspired by Rudolf Steiner's Calendar of the Soul. The wisdom of the heart and soul's creative force stir the dormant seed in me. Awakened and inspired, I recreate my human self in compassionate action. We are in the middle of January, less than a month into the winter in the northern hemisphere. We still have more than two months left before the spring arrives. Don't despair. The cold season has much to offer, but we need to embrace our inner life and not run after external satisfaction. When we look outside ourselves, when we observe nature, we need to focus on what's happening behind the material surfaces. Yes, the tree branches are bare now, but because of that, we can see the crisp blue sky through them. The nature has fully inhaled all the warmth and the light of the universe by the time of winter solstice, December 21st. Right now, Gaia, our Earth, is full within and so are we. Rudolf Steiner wrote in one of his verses for the calendar of the soul, the winter will arouse in me the summer of the soul. But what do we do with this summer fullness within? Let's look at what's happening in nature. There is lots of activities inside the earth right now, inside the tree trunks. We just don't see it. It's as if the whole nature is preparing, preparing, and without that preparation, there would be no blossoms. There would be no fruit in autumn. And we have to do the same thing. We need to prepare. In nature, again, um, it's actually on... On February 1st, at the beginning of February, with Imbolc and uh, St. Bridget's Day, that's when the sap in the tree starts turning upwards. So in a way, we have six weeks, right, between the winter solstice and the Imbolc that I, that I see as a kind of a pause in breath, as if we are fully inhaled, the nature is fully inhaled, everything is within, and then we stop. And in these six weeks, what we can do in our soul life 
which we should do, is really turn in. Turn in and work on ourselves. And um, right now we are still in Capricorn. You know, traditional, this is the month of Capricorn. The color, the eurythmic color, eurythmic is the harmonious movement art developed by Rudolf Steiner. If you're not familiar with it, you can read a little bit about it. Um, I've put some links there. On the, on the under the image of the show. So in Eurythmy, the Capricorn color, the color for right now is pink, soft pink, or peach blossom it's also called. It's actually the most spiritual of all colors. It's white, which is a spiritual spirit, with a touch with a touch of red for life. And the gesture for Capricorn in Eurythmy, it's also very interesting. It took, me, it took me a long time to understand this gesture. What it is, I'll just describe it, and you can imagine it if you don't know what it is. The left arm, it's the forehead. So unconscious, unconscious thoughts, feelings arise to the consciousness. And the right hand pushes obstacles away in front. So we have this beautiful space in front of the heart within which we can work. And the, um, and the, and the, and the consonant sound that Capricorn gives us is the sound of l, light, life, love. It's the water sound. It's the cleansing sound. So from December 21st to January 21st, we are supposed to turn this in, connect with our feelings. And what do we do? Just before Christmas, everything, it's, you know, bye, 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 loud parties. Um, then we perhaps get disappointed that we didn't get the gift that we, that we wanted to get for Christmas or, you know, other uh, festivals of light in other tradi- traditions that are happening at the same time. Then we get into loud New Year parties. Um, and then the New Year, the New Year, New Year comes, and you know, first week of, of January, and we are empty. We have already ex- exhaled everything that was inhaled. So if if right now, if we are trying to do some New Year resolutions that are focused on action and action and action, it's not going to work because that is really not where we are. If we want it. If we wanted the nature to blossom and produce fruits right now in New York City, for example, it wouldn't work, except if you go to the greenhouse, right? But naturally, it wouldn't work. Now, if you really want to make some year resolutions, then do them slowly. Then really, really connect with yourself and process what's going on. And then when... The sun visits Aquarius. We are slowly ready to, to bring what we have worked on to life. Because it adds a little bit extra red in there, in the color, so we, we can be a little bit more active. And then, you know, but it's still this processing. It's still working with our feelings. You know, we need to prepare, we need to prepare the soil throughout Aquarius, throughout Pisces, 
slowly, diligently prepare. You know, when the actor needs to go on stage, there is a little bit of preparation before you step on that stage. That's the feeling just before the spring equinox. You know, it's the excitement behind the stage, but preparation. And then, and then, when we get into spring, right, with, with uh, spring equinox, that's, that's when, when we can start implementing what we have built in our imagination during the winter. Now, if we have prepared ourselves well with, with, in our inner life, if we have really thought through various aspects of, of who we are in autumn, if we have worked on our feelings during the winter, then we are ready to do things, to do things in spring, like in nature. The nature is then ready to show blossoms to us. So Aries is red, followed by Taurus in, in orange, the sound of bright, followed by yellow, which is really just going. The yellow color for any of, of, of you have ever worked with colors, a little bit more in anthroposophical sense, you know that the yellow just wants to go. So it's, you know, these three months um, in spring are just full of action, but that action needs to be prepared. You know, I keep coming back to that preparation mainly because we are in, in, in the period right now in January where we need to prepare. And um, at the end of the show, what I'll do, we will um, do a little exercise called ERO, which helps you kind of connect, connect with yourself. Um, the other very good exercise to do during this month, especially because it's the month of the sound U, it's uh, Rudolf Steiner's um, Hallelujah exercise. Uh, don't shy away those you know who are not particularly fond of Christianity. It's really just the sound. Now the Hallelujah exercise. Um, I call it also chakra cleansing exercise because that's what it is. That's what's within it. If you don't know it, you know, send me a note um, and I'll connect you with a local Eurythmist wherever you are in the world. Eurythmists are all over the world. <clears throat> every, every world of school has a, uh, has a Eurythmist or should have a Eurythmist. Um, and I connect you, I'll connect you with them so that you can learn this exercise. If you're in New York City, then you can come to my classes um, I'm, I'm going to be teaching the Hallelujah exercise um, for the next month or so still, I think. Um, so it's every Thursday um, it's 12.15 at the <clears throat> Edward Casey Center, but also um, every month um, at the Balanced Arts Center. The next one is going to be on the 24th of January, just in case you want to learn it. But uh, for the EIO exercise, we'll do it at the end. It's easier to instruct just by voice. And you can also get the recorded um, instructions um, through my website. Now we are in spring, so we get to spring. <clears throat> so the earth, which has been fully inhaled and still fully inhaled, holding the breath right now, 
we'll start exhaling slowly. And by the time of summer solstice, the earth is fully exhaled. The soul of the earth is fully exhaled, meaning it's fully merged with the forces that are coming from the universe, with the sun. And so are we. We expand. You know, orange is the color of expansion, which is the end of April and most of May. And then yellow, yellow just expands. But we need to be careful that we stay grounded. And that's perhaps why the Eurythmic gesture for Gemini doesn't move. It's very static. It's just standing upright with the arms folded in front, in front of the heart. You know, it's almost like a captain standing firmly on, on the ship and looking at the calm sea in front. But it's grounded so that, so that we stay on the earth while we open and are connected with the universe. And if right now we are in that pause moment when we are fully inhaled, then during the summer, actually the six weeks um, from the summer equinox, no, summer solstice, sorry, from the summer solstice through um, August 1st, which is um, uh, the pagan um, harvest festival, those six weeks are the weeks of suspension, really, really just taking all the warmth and the brightness of the sun in. Um, it's also the time when we can let go. We have done all the work. We have done all the work, then those six weeks are really just about letting go and receiving. It's this, and it's also about the blend of the unconscious and the subconscious. It's the gesture for cancer in Eurythmy actually, it, it, it embraces the heart. But the left hand arm is in front and the right is at the back. Right? So it's as if there are all these things coming to our heart, all this knowledge coming to our heart and we just support ourselves at the back so that we can stand upright consciously but we are receiving now the sap in nature turns slowly starts turning back down actually around the first of august right that's the beginning of going within again the beginning of inhaling and going within again kind of a dot, right? We're not, we're not used to thinking like that uh, because most of the time we are on commercial schedule, right? And right now, you know, I go to stores and I see all the Valentine stuff already. And during the summer, there is there is there are always still these promotions and promotions and promotions. We don't even have time whew, to relax. 
but you need to. You need to slow down. You need to slow down. So during the summer, if you can, go into nature. Enjoy the nature. Even if it's in New York City, go to some parks. I normally go you know, during the week <laughs> because I'm a freelancer. And the weekends are normally just too loud. But just go. Go into, go into the nature and soak in. Soak in all that it's coming in. I know it can be really hot, but you need to slow down. And it's sad also that, you know, sometimes organizers, you know, put together these interesting conferences during the summer. I was, I was at one a few years back. It was, a, it was a great conference. But it was, it was towards the end of July, it was at the hotel, at the hotel next to the golf course. And, you know, yes, it was nightly climatized, you know, you know, with the air conditioning going on and all of that. But I was yearning to go outside and walk in nature, but I couldn't. Because you cannot walk on the golf course, nor would you want to, because they are, you know, putting all these um, pesticides on it to keep it safe. But it would be so much nicer if if the conferences and events during the summer were organized in in resorts where you can actually go outside and walk. So now what happens? What happens on the other side? What happens when when we reach August? Now, the gesture for Leo, and you read me, it's, it's the most expanded gesture. The arms are up, kind of at the, at the 45 degree angle, right? Like really expanded, open, all the fingers are open, turned back, you're really, really expanded. Then, you need to go down to the gesture of Virgo. And the gesture of Virgo has all the fingers together, the palm is slightly curved, and the left arm is in front of the left hip, and the right arm is slightly lower. You know, when you actually try to do that, you know, going from all of that expansion and it, that's light blue car, color in um, in Leo, and then slowly going down into royal blue of Virgo, and into this gesture that is basically at the level of the hips. It's a huge journey. You know, no wonder that in English we call autumn the fall. Indeed, it's a fall from the heights of the summer down onto the earth again. You know, again, I encourage you, if you're interested in this stuff, um, you know, it's so interesting to experience the gesture, because the gesture, the kinesthetic knowledge, the kinesthetic perception that we are gifted as human beings, the cautious kinesthetic perception is very important, actually, and there is so much. There is so much 
information that you can that you can glimpse from it. You know, when I started exploring this journey of the soul through the seasons based on the you reach me um zodiac circle and this zodiac circle is actually um posted up there um on the page. There are two images that you can see there. There's just so much information that you can tune in through your kinesthetic perception. So, you know, in a way it's good. You know, like when it when it comes to the commercial seasons and scheduling, it's actually good that very that, that many schools I'm talking about northern hemisphere, that many schools in the temperate zones of the northern hemisphere actually start some universities especially start at the end of August. So it is a good time. It is, it, it, it is a time when we land on the earth again. But also many people want to take lots of time off in August. But it's actually, you know, as I said, like six months, be, six weeks, six weeks before that it's time for expansion. August, it's more kind of, okay, let's get back down to the ground calmly, slowly, so that we can start doing our work, work on the earth again, so that we can harvest in nature so that we can so that we can harvest internally what has what we have received in September it's also good it is the ninth month if you will it's also good to review what 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 has transpired since the beginning of the of the year so it's this time when you start thinking, consciously processing information while falling down, so to speak. By the time of autumn equinox, we enter Libra and balance. And a few days after the autumn equinox, we have the festival of Archangel Michael, Nicholas. It's a very little known uh, festival in the Christian calendar. We all know, know about um, Christmas. We know about Easter. <clears throat> we know we know about Saint Saint John's for the for the summer solstice, but we normally don't hear much about Nicholas. And it's a really important festival. It's really important that we connect with the forces of the universe that help us, that help us bring light into the matter. Because ultimately, as I see it, the purpose of our lives on the earth is to bring spirit into the matter through love. But there are many, many obstacles along the way, and we need help. We cannot fully rely, and we shouldn't rely solely on the spiritual forces. You know, we have our own will, free will to do things, but we do need help sometimes. And Archangel Michael helps us helps us descend onto the earth again after being soaked into the sun during the summer 
and remember, remember the gifts that we were giving. Because the next step in our annual journey, the next step in our annual journey is to go deep, deep on the ground. Time of Scorpio. I call the Scorpio the the underground caverns of the spiritual world. There is lots, there is lots going down there. I mean, there, there are these immense riches when we go deep into our emotions, when we get deep into our unconscious, subconscious. But we can also get lost in there. We can get depressed down there. And we need, we need, we need help. And we are getting it. If we connect with the Archangel Michael, his energies, its energies, will help us follow the road that we need to follow. And if we keep upright and, 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 and look ahead, we will see a glimpse, a glimpse of light ahead. That's Sagittarius. Brighter color, much brighter color. I call Sagittarius the guardian of the threshold. For those of you who know Rolf Steiner's calendar, Rolf Steiner's mystery dramas, you'll know what I mean. It's really, it, it, that, that's the image I get when I, when, I, when I ponder Sagittarius. It's really the guardian of, of the threshold. You know, keeping, keeping post there so that we don't get lost. So when we get out of this deep, deep exploration in the time of Scorpio, which is about 21st of um, October through Thanksgiving, so to speak, uh, in the U.S., um, when we get out... You know, it's good that we have Thanksgiving. You know, I know it's a problematic holiday in many respects, but it's a good time to give thanks because we have we have accomplished a major journey, a major journey through the year to come to 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 go through the heights to create something to think about who we are, where we are, you know, in. It's basically intuition, intuitive knowledge that we get during the summer, and then we process it on the conscious level in the autumn, and we explore deeper. So we've gone through all of that. Ah, now we can be grateful. And that month, that one month between Thanksgiving and Christmas, it's a beautiful month to prepare for our in the work again that we're in the middle of right now, right? Sagittarius, the sound, the consonants that, that Sagittarius gives us is the sound of k, thing and the gesture is really sharp. We can cut away all that we no longer need. And g, it's a gesture that parts the veil. It's a gesture that, you know, opens the door so that we can see the light. Unfortunately, we know what happens during the time of during the time of uh, 
December between Thanksgiving and Christmas. You know, we need to work hard not to rush too much, not to be thrown out by all, 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 the, all, the, all the commercialism. So it, out of all of this, the important thing is to slow down. To slow down, to tune into your own soul. Not at the expense of connected with, connecting with others. You know, it, you know, yes, I know, there is another danger there, right? You know, when you say, you know, like, tune into yourself. I mean, there is a particular aspect that I'm talking about. And the, the aspect is, the aspect is of tuning into your own life. Because we are spiritual beings living in a physical body. And the goal is really to find our uprightness. To stand in the column of light, our own column of light. You know, if you think at the level of chakras, right? You have seven. You have seven chakras from you know, so you're grounded and all the chakras going up. And we need to really open the top chakras, the top, especially the crown chakras, so that it's open. You know, so that the light from our highest self, I call that being the highest self, can merge with us so that it's this beautiful column of light. So each one of us is this beautiful column of light, hopefully open so that we can connect with our highest self and the light and the universe, you know, clean light. And the EAO exercise that we'll do at the end actually helps with us. So what do we do with that? If we are all our individual columns of light, beautiful, right? You know, it's not about building ivory towers around us, you know, to, 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 to seal this beautiful column of light away from others. No, 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 not at all. You know, our uprightness and our security really is it's almost like this cord right inside of us that is connected, right, to the heavens and to the earth. But the light from our column shines out, and it shines out through our heart to connect with each other. Very often when I'm at the different fairs in New York City and I talk, you know, to people and I do their... um, uh, name astrology analysis. You know, I always come back to the point, and I always say, we are six-dimensional beings. And everybody looks at me a kind of odd, you know, as if I'm from the other universe. And it's very straightforward. Just think about it: six dimensions, up, down, left, right, front, back. That's six dimensions. It's very straightforward. So we are, 
you know, if you, if, if you draw it, you know, make the lines, you realize, you know, in our human anatomy, we are the cross. And the center of the cross, it's our heart. It's our heart area. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's, you know, left and right meet at the heart, front and back meet at, at the heart, up and down meet at the heart. It's right there. And if we, if we can establish the energies flowing in a healthy way through our heart, through all the deep work that our soul does year after year, you know, through, you know, together with the, with the sun's journey and, and taking in different energies, if we work through this slowly by slowly, we can open our heart to connect with each other horizontally across the globe. That's, that, that's, that's, that's our purpose. And when it comes to New Year resolutions, you know, you have probably gathered out of all of this that it's not about one moment when I sit down and write out what I want. That's fine. I mean, you know, you can do that. I mean, that's, but it doesn't really matter which day of the year you do that. What's important is that you are in sync with yourself as you're doing it. And it actually works on two levels. You know, that moment when you're in, oh, actually three levels. That moment, you know, when, when, when you are in sync. You know, one level is being in sync with the seasons of nature. And there is a particular flow to it in the temperate zones of the northern hemisphere, a different flow to it in the southern hemisphere, a different, slightly different flow, flow, you know, like more at the, at the, um, in the middle of the earth or, you know, like at the north poles and south poles. So that's, you know, like being in tune with that, observing, writing down, how do you feel, how do you feel, through these transitions. And that's, that's important. It's important to really take a year, take a year, and write down. How, how do you feel right now? How, how do you feel during the time of Aquarius? Really write it down. I, I mean, I, I have observed myself, and I understand myself much better because I was doing that. And then, the, so that's one layer. The other layer is, the other layer is to understand your name. You know, according to Rudolf Steiner's teachings and, and, and indications for Eurythmy, vowels are the gift from the planets. And consonants are the gifts from the zodiac constellations. Now, if we look at that and use this as, as part of your name analysis, you know, it gives us a lot, lot of information. The way I see it is that the position of the planets and the stars at the moment of our birth, you know, that we're all familiar with, you know, the birth charts in astrology, you know, that, that energy is there, it's on the periphery, and it always shines on us. It's always there influencing us. But when somebody says our name, 
When somebody says our name, we actually pull the energies off the stars that gave, the stars and planets that, 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 that gave that sound. We pull those energies right here in the physical universe to work with it. Right? My name is Marta. So Ma is Aquarius, R is Taurus, and T is Leo. So an A is Venus. So each time somebody says my name, or I say my name, I work with these energies. They, these energies come in and work through me. I work with them in a more conscious way than than cancer. I'm, you know, I'm born in the, in, in the month of cancer. Than, than cancer. So we have. So that's the other layer. And. And then through that, we can also understand, you know, for exa- and another, another thing is, for example, I always feel pretty lousy <laughs> and, and uncomfortable during the month of Pisces. And I finally understood why. It's because my Saturn is in Pisces. You know, there are other people who have Saturn in Pisces. But I don't have any no, no is the sound for Pisces. I don't have any no in my whole name, right? So all of a sudden, I have this, this, deep pondering influence just behind the stage, so to speak, just at the moment where I'm ready to do something, I get pulled down. And now I understand why, why, now I understand why, why the time of Pisces is difficult for me, why it's difficult, why I always have this, this second thought before I do any project, before I go on the stage. It's because of that. But once you know it, once you know it, you can actually work with it and overcome it. So when, you, so, so that's the second layer, right? You know, knowing knowing how you are at the particular time of the year, uh, based on your sounds, based on your based on your astrology. And the third one is your personal journey, right? You know, we. You know, so each year we do we do one cycle. It's not a repeating circle. It's actually a spiral that keeps on going in one direction, the other direction. Sometimes it's wider, sometimes it's narrower, sometimes it's brighter. You know, de- depends on that. So when you have these three layers together, you know, you know, you get to know yourself better. And as you know yourself better, then then you understand when is the best time for you. When is the best time for you to really, uh, to really think about your year, to think about your plan? When is the best time for you to sit down and actually write out what will you do in the next month, in the next year, in the next five years, right? It's not because everybody is doing it at a particular time and everybody talks about it to do it at a particular time, New Year's, New Year's Resolutions. No, it's your new year, so to speak. When it's time for you to sit down and write, what will you do next? Right? You know, it, it could be it could be at, the, at different times of of, of of the year. So it's important to know that. I mean, I'm really, you know, like. To, focusing on this because 
you know, people get so discouraged when, you know, they create their own New Year resolutions and they're like, oh, yes, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And then things kind of like fall apart and then they feel that, you know, oh, it's my fault. No, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's just you were just, you know, a little bit in a trap of, of, of what's outside. You know, just, you know, let go. Explore yourself. And then through that, you will see, you will find your vision. You know, in the fall, you know, like going from the summer to fall, it's all this intuition that is there. Going, you know, in, in that transition from fall into, into winter, it's, it's kind of about inspiration. And, you know, then the transition from winter into spring, it's about imagination. And then we can do things. And it's always, always about this process. I hope you guys are still listening. I see some, some are calling. Yeah, I mean, if, if anybody wants to to call in and you know comment or say things, you're welcome. You don't need to. Um, you can also write notes uh, if you're connect, connected with the Facebook. We still have um, quite some time left. And I would like us um, to look at, um, at the EO exercise and explain a little bit about what it, what it is and then do it. Unless if somebody wants to say something. I guess not. That's all right. Okay. So, what is the EAO exercise? EAO exercise, it's actually the first exercise that Rudolf Steiner gave, the first Eurythmy exercise that um, Rudolf Steiner gave to the first Eurythmist, uh, Lori Meyer-Smith, in 1912. Iao, it's also the name of infinite light in Hawaiian shamanism. You know, I know, to totally different parts of the world. I was in the middle of my Eurythmy training um, in the third year, I think, when I was reading... Uh, this book by um, by an academic um, anthropologist. Um, it's actually a biography uh, on one of the important Hawaiian contemporary shamans. And when I see this written, Iao is the infinite name of of, of of the light. I I I was just sitting there in in astonishment. <clears throat> and then very recently, I found out that. In um, the Gnostic Gospels, actually in the Pistis Sophia, um, there is a passage where it describes that the resurrected Christ used the invocation E-R-O to invoke the light. You know, there are certain, there are certain, there are certain deep, deep esoteric universal truths 
that appear in different, totally different traditions, traditions, sometimes with exactly the same words as I just demonstrated. So, um, so let's do it, actually. <clears throat> it's, a, it's a very simple exercise, but it's also a very powerful one. Um, if you can stand up, do so. <clears throat> if you can't, you can just sit, sit upright and comfortably. Um, I'll guide you through my imagination of the exercise. We'll go through it three times. For those of you who know it, <clears throat> certain certain words may be different than, than from what you're used to. Um, those of you who don't, you know, just enjoy. So first, stand upright in a comfortable upright position. Feet are slightly apart, kind of hip width apart. Arms are loose by your side. Imagine that you are standing in your own column of light that connects the highest source of cosmic love in the heavens and the deepest source of cosmic life in the core of the earth. Keep your feet on the ground and gently shift your weight to the balls of the feet. The balls of the, balls of the feet is that uh, fleshy part, you know, between the fingers and between the toes and the rest of the foot, yeah? The whole foot is on the floor. So we are in this column of light, nicely upright, as above, so below. We are standing upright between the heavens and the core of the earth. That's the sound of E. Now gently, very gently, shift the weight onto your heels while keeping the whole foot on the ground. Lean back slightly, touching the back of your column of light with the back of your head allowing the angels to support you and take off any burdens you may be carrying. Wheeling back in awe of creation and trust the forces of light, love, life to support us. That's the sound of awe. Now slowly and gently shift the weight onto your toes while still keeping the whole foot on the ground. Lean slightly forward, touching the front of your column of light with the top of your forehead. The angels are embracing you from behind while you soften your chest and heart, imagining your soul embracing you from the inside. We stand in the circle of humanity, Together embracing the planet Earth, each other, nature around us, all there is. That's the sound of all. 
Now gently return to your upright position. Let go a little bit. You know, just kind of like soften your knees. Just soften your spine a little bit. Lower your head just a little bit. Just exhale. Just relax. <clears throat> we'll do this twice more. Find your uprightness. Imagine you're standing in your own column of light, connected with your highest self. Shift the weight to the balls of your feet. Shift the weight slightly to your heels. Open your back. Be supported by the universe. Shift your weight slowly to your toes. The whole foot is on the floor. Be embraced by yourself, by the angels. Connect with others in this circle of light workers. Find your brightness again. <sighs> Let go. Breathe out. The last time. Find your brightness. Wait on the balls of your feet. As above, so below. We are standing upright between the heavens and the core of the earth. Move your weight slightly to your heels. The whole foot is on the ground. We lean back in awe of creation and trust that the forces of light, love, and life support us. Shift forward slightly. Wait on your toes. The whole foot is on the ground. We stand in the circle of humanity, together embracing the planet Earth, each other, nature around us, all there is. Gently return to your natural upright position. Weight evenly distributed through your whole foot. You are standing as a human being on earth, connected to your highest self who protects and guides you always. I invite, I invite you to cross your arms across the chest in reverence. To seal in and protect the benefits of this harmonious movement meditation. And slowly let go. Relax. Sit down if you were standing. Relax if you were sitting. And 
observe, observe how it feels. Write it down in your journal. You know, we spent about 10 minutes right now going through this. But once you know it, once you know it, you can employ it at any time. You know, it can be done very, very quickly. Nobody needs to notice it. I know when I get a little bit hectic or uncomfortable or name it, you know, even on the subway, I, I do it and nobody notices it and I feel, feel way, way better. It's a powerful exercise. It is, in a way, it is a chakra cleansing exercise, you know, allowing the light flowing through you. And then out of that light, you're safe. You're safe, you know, to share, to share with others. You don't need to build walls around yourself anymore. You can get this. I have it recorded, actually. Um, you know, if you're my sub- subscriber or if you subscribe now, um, it's part of, 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 of the package. It's the the EIO Harmonious Movement Meditation, which is written out um, with the text that I was um, guiding you through right now, but it's also um, it's also recorded. That one is a record. It's about 10 minutes recorded. Um, so you know, just take some time to learn it, and you know, then you can use it on your own. You can use your own imagery also. Um, and then I also have the meditation for the the zodiac circle as well as the planetary circle. Those are written meditations, meditations that you can work with. Um, and you know, this episode will be recorded. And it's going to be available, so you can listen to it again uh, at your leisure. Share it with people. Um, if you want to focus just on 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 one season at a time, um, on YouTube, um, I, I I put together videos. So you have autumn is there already, and winter is there already, and spring um, with images from my Soulful Sparks calendar. Uh, so you can listen to that as well. The links are, uh, are below uh, on the page that you're listening to right now. Um, if you're interested um, in um, following your journey through the year a little bit more um, systematically, I would I would suggest that you get my Soulful Sparks calendar. Um, which is um, which arose out of Rudolf Steiner's Calendar of the Soul, and um, it has images by my sister, uh, who is a photographer, photographer, and she lives in Slovenia. So all the photos actually from Europe. And then my verses are in there, inspired by Steiner's. Um, and then we have the actual dates um, with notations about. Um, uh, new moon, full moon, when a particular, uh, when when the um, sun enters the next um, uh, sign, according to traditional astrology. You also have the notes about the colors of the month um, and the consonants of the month, um, as well as the colors of the day and the colors um, and, and the sounds of the day. You have that. And um, if you're a little bit intrigued and curious about um, uh, the name analysis that I'm doing based on the insights from Eurythmy, 
Um, you can also read about that on my website, um, which is www.hamoves.net. So www.hamoves.net. Um, and of course, then I have my my weekly um, um, articles out of the Soulful Sparks calendar. Um, which is also posted on my website as well as in the Huffington Post every week. And um, I will be continuing this um, weekly radio shows next week. Actually, I have a very special guest, um, Gabrielle Armonier, um, a fellow Eurythmist, who has done a wonderful performance uh, yesterday in the afternoon, actually, uh, at the Lincoln Center. It was beautiful. And she has another great, great show coming up um, in February uh, at the Carnegie Hall. So um, we'll talk with her. I'll talk with her uh, next Sunday, the 22nd. It's 21st, right? The 20, no, it is 22nd, the 22nd at 9, 9 p.m. And you can call in and ask her questions if you'd be interested. So that's about it for today. Thank you for listening in. <clears throat> if you have any comments, any suggestions, feel free to send me a note either you know, via email or via website or um, via Facebook. All the links are on the page on the internet where you're listening from right now. And have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful week. Soulful blessings to all. Because sometimes all you need is a gentle nudge, a kind word to keep your flame alive.